Cousin Corey. Cousin Corey. They sometimes have their little spats. Even fight like dogs and cats. But when they need each other, that's when they're... Cousin Corey. Dang, cuz. Damn, cousin. Yeah, it's dang, cuz. Podcasting from Los Angeles, I'm your host, Cousin Corey, a cartoonist, an animator, a musician, and now a pre-apocalyptic hero. This is Dang Cuz, where I sit on my virtual porch, drinking a digital 40 with you, and talk shit about life and, uh, you know, growing up in my ancient stomping grounds. So if you want to drop me a line, say what's up, etc., hit me up at dangcuzradio at gmail.com. Uh, we are on lockdown in California, and if you're listening to this uh, anywhere on Earth, I assume you too are on lockdown, or you goddamn well should be, because uh, we have the great coronavirus pandemic sweeping across the planet like a uh, like a shitty grim reaper, you know, just taking folks out, and um, you need to stay indoors, folks. We got to beat this, so please do so. Um, hopefully you have Wi-Fi and you have snacks and cleaning supplies because uh, this is a great time to be disinfecting uh, the shit out of everything. You know, um, I'm hunkered down here in the Dan Cuz bunker with uh, my wife, uh, the lovely Amanda, and uh, my 23-year-old daughter Esperanza, and um, the two of them are keeping me on my toes as far as uh, keeping germ-free goes. Our body is just like a little country that has been invaded by an enemy army. But the enemy in this case is not big soldiers. This invading army is so tiny that it can be seen only through a microscope. Its soldiers are the germs of communicable disease. Don't bring the virus in the house, Pops, you know? So, uh, I am the most likely to, you know, go outside, roll around in a pile of germs and bring it back in the house. Just track up the place. So, uh, also we have that little dog. We have a poodle. And uh, how we came across that dude, that's another story. We used to be we used to be enemies, but uh, we're cool now. We're cool. Benjamin, it's him. But yeah, he, uh, he goes outside. He's got little booties that he wears and uh, takes them off when he comes in. Because, you know, you got to be careful, man. You don't want that shit in the house. But I'll tell you what, I do like having a dog in the house during this uh, lockdown. You know, just something nice about it. it has a calming effect on me. You know, everybody takes turns snuggling up with the dog, you know, playing with him, walking him, he gets out of the house for a few. And uh, that's good. Hopefully you've got a furry little fucker keeping you company as well. You know, cat, dog, monkey, what have you. And uh, also, uh, there's something nice about um, going on those dog walks and picking up those dog poops. It just uh, keeps you humble. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to think too much of yourself when you've got... That plastic bag with a warm dog duke in it, you know, it's a super thin plastic bag, too. I mean, you can fucking judge texture and all sorts of things, you know. Firmness. Oh, mmm, al dente. Um, now, our previous dog, who we had for a good 15 years, Boston Terrier Spartacus, that man was an artist. Um, he would find a shrub or, you know, a plant at just the right height and just squeeze out one perfect turn on a leaf and it was a thing of beauty he was like a like a chef 
plating his signature dish, you know. Uh, so rest in peace, little big guy. Love you. Love you too, all my little cousins. So, uh, you know, uh, things are bad, but they're not that bad. We haven't had any looting. We haven't had any cannibalism yet. Uh, give it some time. Uh, from what we're hearing, we haven't reached the apex of the coronavirus yet. So um, keeping our eyes and ears open for zombies or what has you. Um, but speaking of plagues, and uh, that reminds me of Egypt and uh, King Tut and stuff like that. I've got a story to tell you. So, um... Check it out, though. So back in 1995, I lived in Toledo, Ohio. I had just um, I had just married my wife, who is from Toledo, and that's how I ended up over there. You know, so a buddy and I were like uh, seasonally we were doing uh, arrow shops, you know, in malls, and we thought, hey, let's open up a full time one, and that's what we did, you know. So I would do a lot of portraits, you know, your kid, your favorite um, music performer on a t-shirt, back of your jacket, whatever. Tons of uh, Tasmanian devils, you can imagine, you know. Um, I would do some uh, absolute bottles on the leg of a denim overalls because that shit was hot back then. We would do a lot of uh, funeral shirts, you know, we need 20 shirts with uh, my cousin's face on them or, you know, R.I.P. Ray Ray or whatever. And, uh, you know, they would all show up to the funeral with Ray Ray's face on their shirts and stuff like that. And uh, that was that was a part of our business, too. But um, we had this shop and it was set up like a little gallery. You'd come in and walk around and stuff. And, and business was uh, really kicking around the holidays. But the rest of the year was just, you know, pretty, pretty average. And uh, it was a slow night. I was sitting up in there when I first met Big Jim. Big Jim was kind of a big black dude with, uh, you know, short fro, and uh, he's kind of older, older than me at the time. And um, dude loved George Clinton and uh, Parliament Funkadelic. And uh, he told me, you know, had I ever heard of George Clinton? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And you know, my mom had all those old uh, funk and R&B records from the '70s, and I loved them. You know, and um, they had little comics on the back. You know, Sir Nose, the boy, the funk. Oh, so um, I was into it. I told him, yeah, man, whenever you want to get that done, I know exactly what you're talking about. We'll hook it up. And uh, he became a kind of a, a cool, uh, regular looker. Like um, he would come in on a slow night and just look around, talk some shit with me. And uh, yeah, just an interesting cat. Like he was telling me, um, you know, his house in Toledo, you know, his garage needed fixing. And that's what he was doing. He was working on it tearing out the drywall in that mug he said he found an old coffee can inside the walls of the garage and it had a piece of tape on it that said 1977 and when he opened it up there's a little bag of weed in it and he said yeah man it still smokes too so uh, you know he's like man i'll bring you a joint i'll hook you up sounds good so um turns out big jim lived across the street from the toledo museum of art which is a pretty uh awesome museum and uh one of the things that you know it was host to uh, during the time that it was touring was King Tut's treasures and dude had an interesting story about King Tut's treasures being there and him being across the street and I was like oh what, what's up so it was all about a dream he'd had and um Big Jim's dream went something like this 
He woke up in a strange house. Like, he's walking through the kitchen, does not recognize his kitchen. It's a modern house, you know. Um, but he hears flute music. So he walks into the next room where the music's coming from, and it's the living room. And it's darkened in there, and he sees a bald guy sitting on the couch playing the flute, wearing a black robe with the stars and, and, and galaxies like all over the robe. Now, he said it wasn't like a fabric robe. It was like so black that he felt like you could put your hand through the dude's robe, and your hand would be in space. It was like that. And so um, dude stops playing the flute and introduces himself as Lucifer, responsible for the creation of music since the beginning of time. Now, Big Jim didn't like that. He flipped the fuck out, woke up right away, you know, but then soon forgot about his dream, just like we all do, and just went about his day. And uh, later on that same day, a buddy comes by and invites him to a poker game at night, you know, over at another buddy's house. Somebody Big Jim doesn't know. So Big Jim goes with his friend, um, and immediately he recognizes the kitchen that they're in from his dream and tells the host, like, hey, man, I had a dream about your kitchen last night. And he tells him the rest of the dream, and dude's like, uh, hey, man, w- do you mind telling my wife what you just told me? So she comes into the kitchen. Big Jim tells her about the kitchen, about, you know, dude playing the flute. He tells her about his dream. And she drops the pitcher of Kool-Aid she's carrying into the room. Smashes all over the floor. Because the previous night, they could not get to sleep. Because they kept hearing flute music coming from the living room. Yeah. Right? So, Big Jim did eventually commission that George Clinton shirt, and he loved it. And uh, he also brought me in a joint of that 1977 weed. And it was terrible. You still high? Yeah, a little. Feel good? Yeah. And now, before the next show starts, let's enjoy an intermission. You'll find our snack bar chock full of good things to eat and drink. Tasty, tempting hot dogs, thirst-quenching soft drinks, fresh, crunchy popcorn, a complete assortment of delicious candy, and a full line of cigarettes. You've plenty of time, so visit the snack bar now. Man, all this coronavirus got me thinking about, you know, food, got me thinking about, uh, got me thinking about what people are going to do to fill their pantries during the coming, uh, days, weeks, months, um, got me thinking about, uh, being a kid, man, and, um, you know, the struggle for food, we were pretty poor growing up, man, in fact, um, a lot of beans, rice, eggs. Uh, I grew up in East Chicago and um, uh, kind of a single parent household. I mean, I grew up with my mom, her twin sister, and uh, my Uncle Jim. And uh, Uncle Jim was famous for his beans. And uh, my mom was famous for her tortillas in the family. You know, she would make tortillas for uh, the greater family, uncles, cousins, or whatever. And they 
thought homemade tortillas were a super duper good treat. And for me, it was like, mm, man, I'm eating this every day. You know, everything I get is being put into one of these tortillas and is uh, not a treat. You know what I mean? It's like the same thing every day tends to be. So anyway, um, there was a lot of beans, a lot of rice, a lot of eggs. And uh, like I said, a lot of tortillas. And um, what was a treat was occasionally there'd be something else, like hot dogs even. You know what I mean? You got a buck, buck fifty for a pack of hot dogs. Oh, shit. It was like steak was in the house, you know? So uh, when that would happen, man, hmm, my little kid brain would light up, you know? Hot dogs. Hallelujah. So uh, the great hot dog mystery was that I would eat my hot dogs from the middle. Kind of like a uh, picture playing a harmonica. You're Bob Dylan, you know? Well, you know how in Return of the Jedi, Darth Vader gets his mask taken off and he's all like Humpty Dumpty and he's got that thing across his mouth. Well, now you're eating the hot dog that way instead of like vertically or perpendicular or whatever the fuck that is. You know what I'm saying? So I would eat my hot dog like that and leave the ends of the hot dog, you know, just to like burp, burp, the blunt ends. And that shit, uh, just, my mom thought that was, uh, like, why aren't you, you know, why aren't you eating those? And that went on for a long, long time. And, um, it wasn't until after she really grilled me about that, uh, that I had to be really frank with her, if you will, and, um, solve the mystery and, uh, the reason why I did not, as a kid, eat those fucking ends of the hot dog was because they looked like the cat's butthole. And to this day, I challenge you to look at the ends of the hot dog and not think about, you know, the litter box, right? Cat lifting his tail, showing you what's up. No? Come on, man. Anyway, yeah, my mom was, uh, my mom was equally, um, surprised. But, uh, she laughed it off. And, uh, eventually I was cool with it, you know? And, uh, now it's cool. I don't, you know... I don't shy away from that. In fact, I think being a dad makes you eat all the stuff your kid doesn't eat, you know? And so uh, I've eaten many pizza crusts from my kids' plates, eaten many uh, bits of hot dog, whatever, cleaned many chicken bones. Um, Anywho, think about it. That about wraps up this episode of Dan Cuz. And man, just take care of yourself. Stay indoors. Wear a mask. Wear goggles, gloves, uh, protective padding. Um, cover your heart. Cover your mind. Cover your butt. All right. Thanks. And um, next time we'll have more stories and wonderful things to talk about. Just me and you, little cousin. And uh, until then, stay strong. All right. <laughs>